The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, and I Hear Everything production. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. In each episode, you'll hear a brilliant marketer talk through the strategy, framework, and tactics used to elevate their brands to new heights. Ready to hear untold stories behind the brands you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the Rebrand Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. All right. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, where, as you know, we tell untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns as told by the marketers who built them. I'm your host and founder of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey, and today we're going to hear about the power of CGI in modern automotive marketing. Join us is Farouk Heppelvent who is the founder of The Scope Studio, which is an innovative company that uses cutting-edge CGI technology to create incredible images for vehicle launches and advertising. Yesterday, Farouk and I talked about reimagining car launches with the use of CGI and just, you know, I, I mean, obviously getting the color right. There's huge cost advantages and, you know, you want to make snow. I mean, maybe we're thinking about production, especially in, in that world, you know, a little old school. But today, let's continue the conversation about CGI's role in modern marketing. Here's my conversation with Farouk Hapavent, the founder of Scope Studios. Good to have you back. Good to be here. So what's the role in CGI in modern marketing? I, I think we, we touched on it yesterday that, you know, for the car world, it's, it's perfect and, and probably underutilized is, is the sense I was getting from you. And there's, there's big cost savings. You mentioned people and, and in other cases, you know, might not be the best, but you know, where should we be thinking more as marketers about CGI? Where does it make sense? What are some advantages maybe we're not thinking about? And, and, and what's the future look like? I think, you know, what we, what we see a lot in, in, in other studios when we see their work and anything that is product related, I think it's incredibly powerful. And me being a trained photographer, you know, I learned with a still life photographer, all these things that we used to do is very, very easy to do in CGI. And technology is getting more affordable. It's getting quicker. There is incredibly interesting solutions for capturing organic subjects. There is this thing called Gaussian splatting, which is the weirdest word out there. But it's like photogametry when they do scans of locations and products. And that is getting better and better. I think it's going to be very important when the actual metaverse that has been pushed away from AI actually reappears in our light through, you know, Meta and Apple's AR, VR goggles. And that's going to be a thing because in the industry, it's a thing already. I think the professional use cases are very strong for private or, you know, consumer use cases. It's going to get there. I'm pretty, pretty sure that's what's going to happen. And for that, you need environments, objects, products in the three-dimensional space. 
and hopefully not like Second Life, right? It's like we're all scared of, you know, what Second Life was like, but I think there is a huge potential to enter an AR, VR space that is actually also more enjoyable. Hmm. And, and, and do you think CGI today, people know what's CGI and what's not? If it's good, they don't. Wow. It's, it's like magic, you know? It's like if you don't know, you don't know. In a way also, it, it, at least in, in my experience, it, it moved away from, oh, is it CGI, is it not CGI? You know, I was around when Photoshop entered the market and we had the same conversation. Oh, is it Photoshopped? Is it not Photoshopped? All these things. It is so common these days that I, I don't think you can pinpoint it if a good studio is doing it and it doesn't have cameras or movements that are unnatural. That's a really interesting example about Photoshop and how like, okay, what's Photoshop and what's not? Like, who, who, Yeah, that's a really good example. Do you think there's some point within the next three to five years that we're not doing any sort of production anymore? I had a point a while back around AI and maybe we're going to live in a world very soon where, like, for example, I just did a, a production shoot in New Orleans with Little Wayne. I was for Street Fighter Six through Capcom, a Japanese company, and obviously very expensive. You know, rappers may be different than actors in terms of their acting ability. He was great, by the way, did a, a fantastic job, but, you know, not a trained professional actor. And I thought we would be in a world where AI would just create, especially for more short form advertisements, endorsement ads that you would just get celebrity sign off and you wouldn't have to do an actual shoot with them, which would save you, you know, a shit ton of money, obviously. Is that where we're headed? And not only from an AI, from a celebrity standpoint, but just production in general, I mean, could and should be just completely AI and, and CGI. Well, I think, you know, AI, I, I think it is too. I mean, it's like, that's a funny thing with the whole AI push. I had these conversations where it sounded, people were talking to us like we had to good old school classic stuff. And eight months ago, we we're like crazy CGI people. I don't think one thing is going to be everything. You'll have different needs, but you know, with AI, I think it's going to eat up from below. So, or, you know, capture markets that didn't use certain things. Me, for example, I'm not a very good copywriter. I don't like writing very much. Obviously I need to write. And I use Jasper, it's called. It was different before, but I've been using it for two years. It's super helpful. I use Grammarly because I'm not a native English speaker. So I realize oh, I'm writing a lot of gibberish and my people are happy now. I actually understand my messages, you know? I think to, to your point, and I, I had a conversation with the president of our agencies, Megan Jackman, yesterday, and it was kind of like an AI update. And I, I think today AI is used as basically helpers for our job and, and they help scale activities and content and strategy. And everybody in our agency is using it just to help them do their job better. Totally get it. And then I do think there's a lot of one-off cases where there's some excellent uses of AI from a creativity showcase standpoint, whether like IE when Black Mirror did the show with Selma Hayek with AI. And I thought that was just, it was cool. It was a cool use of the technology. And there's many case studies around that. And I call them NDDs, like never been done kind of situations. But, you know, to, to your point, is AI everything everywhere? Probably not. And will that be the case for production? Of course. 
you know, what what is the mix going to be AI and CGI and making a delineation between the two of those, I think will be will be different. I, I'm wondering, will we live in a world where you see content and its source that, hey, this is not CGI or, hey, this is not AI? You've seen that happen in some small use cases with journalists and news outlets, but I don't know. Well, yeah, it, it's it's like what happened with CGI, right? It was super, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, and you look at these characters and incredible work, and, and it was, you know, Lord of the Rings. But then there was one episode where they just went overboard with what they could do, and it was unbearable, right? So it's it's going to be this forward, backward, forward, and it, there will be a point where it's just one of the tools, I think. And similar to what we've seen on social media, you have the super polished, retouched, everything cleaned up filters, and then after a point, people are like, no, I want it to be more authentic. It's going to go through waves. Um, this is what I experience. It's it's. Obviously, you know, especially with social media, you know, amplifying things so much uh, feels like, oh, this is the end of the world. AI is taking over. You know, people have been doing stuff in AI 2019 very successfully. Just, you know, with ChatGPT that everybody was able to get their hands on. A funny story. My wife is very non-technical. She read a headline in a local newspaper in Germany about ChatGPT that the kids are doing their homework. This is when she encountered AI. She's like, what's going on? Yeah. What, what, as, a, as a marketer, and I'm looking at doing some production soon, um, how should I approach CGI and CGI partners? I think this, if it's cars... I think full CGI, what we call full CGI, where you have the location, the car in one environment, so you don't have to mix it, makes sense. If it makes sense for you production-wise to go onto an LED stage, which not necessarily is less expensive, I think, but it helps you to get athletes on five locations in the same day, makes sense. If you don't need it, don't do it. So I, I would always make a creative judgment that's an interesting point. So, so, so as you as as you're looking at different environments for shooting, you know, maybe having some of your planned environments, but do one with an LED background to give you optionality for CGI down the road. Absolutely, that's some code right there. I like you know, that. especially with celebrities. You know, if you say, "Oh, I need a shot in the snow. I need desert. I need him her sit in a car." Right. Final thoughts on CGI, where it's going. I think CGI is, is, is getting more and more photorealistic and you will see a lot of CGI that you don't see. And, and, and as marketers, you know, let's look at it differently from a cost standpoint and even from a consumer standpoint, people can't tell the difference to your point, just like Photoshop back in the day. I think that was a big insight. And if we're worried about authenticity and, and realness, that, that's over. It is so technically it's over. It's and I think it's it's makes sense to embrace the advantages, starting with sustainability, flexibility. Also, you know, if you imagine any CG asset that you're able to produce something and go back to it in eight weeks, fifteen weeks, it's just sitting there waiting for you in the same light and all these things, right? So it gives you room to react quickly, which you need to these days. And we're going to be more used to human beings and as seeing more CGI. So 
I do think it blends together. Yeah. And I, I, I'm curious, the, the production world is a very interesting world. I mean, a lot of production companies this year did not have great years. Uh, this was not a big production year no, from, a, no. from a profitability standpoint. I, I thought I was singing the blues because our Matter Films company was was down in revenue quite a bit. And as I've talked to a lot of other production companies, like everybody's certainly seen the squeeze this year. Yeah. And, you know, the, the budgets that we're used to are gone. And marketers definitely need to get more content for less. And, and you know, I do think there have been in, in, inflated production budgets over the last, you know, decade. And we've been a little lucky and marketers are going to correct that situation. There's too many people that can do great work and, and finding every which way to maximize the budget, not only from a, a high-end production standpoint, but also scale of assets. So I think CGI is definitely should be a major point in that cost savings mix and, and even the scalability of, and, and, and the flexibility of, like you said, environment. So. I think this is very informative. It was great having you on, and we'll, we'll see you next time. Thank you very much. Big thanks to Farouk, founder of the Scope Studio, for joining us. If you can't wait till the next episode, you want to learn more about Farouk, like all of our guests, we're going to put his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. His company website is thescope.studio. Just one more note I want to tell you about in our show notes. Again, if you didn't have a chance to take notes, everything will be on rebrandpod.com. Guest information, show notes, episodes, everything's there. Of course, you can find me on social media, just at Scott Herkey, LinkedIn, Twitter, well, X, I should say now, Instagram, all, all this stuff. I love connecting with people in this community. If you haven't subscribed, please, if you, if you like this kind of content, that's our main KPIs. We want a community of marketers. And that's it for today. Remember, it's never too late to rebuild, reboot, or rebrand. 